Welcome to Root Cause Medicine, presented by Spirit of Health, transforming lives through real health solutions. All right, well, hey guys, I'm Mike Casey. I'm with Spirit of Health. I'm one of the practitioners. And uh, yeah, excited to talk today about foundations of health. I think so many people overlook some of the basics that we need to take care of our body and God designed us to do every day, regularly, that can actually make a huge difference in your health. So these are things like getting plenty of sleep, getting outside, getting sunlight, getting in nature, um, eating real food. I know in our world, it's, it's kind of it's crazy that most of the food that people eat is not even real. It's processed food, it's filled with chemicals, uh, different artificial sweeteners and colors, stuff like that. But yeah, we need to be eating real food to nourish our bodies. Um, also things like getting regular exercise. We were designed to, to move, to be active. So I wanna break down some of these basic things Give some key tips that maybe can help with you. So another one is, is pure water. And this is one I'm really big on, pure water. So, you know, that might sound like, oh yeah, isn't, isn't all water pure? We drink it out of the tap or drink bottled water, but no, I think wa water is one of the most important things, you know, and this might, this might seem crazy to say, but the purity of your water may be even more important than the purity of your food. Now, all of it's important, of course, we're about a healthy diet and eating good quality food, but so many people don't know how bad the water is for you. There are so many chemicals in your water. If you're drinking tap water, there are tons of toxins and chemicals in your water. Microplastics, PFAs, these are called the forever chemicals and they're now ending up in our water. They call them the forever chemicals because these are, these are like flame retardants or um, non-stick material that goes on your pots and pans and they end up in our, in our food supply, um, in our water, and they call them the forever chemicals because they don't really break down. They can stay around for a really long time. They don't really know. That's why they call them the forever chemicals. But these are very toxic to our to our bodies and can affect our hormones and can uh, contaminate our bodies. But yeah, we end up with lots of other chemicals in our water that we don't know about, certain radioactive elements. Radium is actually a really big one, but other things like uh, uranium, cesium are ending up in the water. So yeah, and you would think our governing bodies take care of this stuff for us, but they don't. A lot of these chemical levels have not been evaluated in over 20 years, and more and more things are seeping into our groundwater, getting in the water system. Um, also, they're continuing to put more higher levels of chlorine and fluoride in our water, and these are actually not good for us. They're very toxic, they can build up, cause a lot of different issues. So yeah, the purity of water is huge and I've seen a lot of people switch up their water to more pure water and it make a massive difference in their health. So when it comes to water, and there's a lot of debate out there about different purification systems, um, you know, from Berkey to reverse osmosis to different water pitchers to alkaline to ionized to you name it There's different machines out there But from my research and in talking to other experts and doing a lot of testing The one that I believe is the best and again This could be controversial is distilled water because I think what's most important is actually 100% pure water H2O that's what our body needs. That's what we're mostly made of is water and distilled is the only way to consistently and the most effective way to get everything out of the water. Now, yes, I know you've probably heard distilled takes out the good minerals too, and this is true, but, um, but it's gonna take out consistently all the bad stuff. I do recommend adding in some good ionic minerals back into your distilled water. But yeah, unlike all these fancy filters, most of the other devices out there, they're trying to filter the bad stuff 
out of the water. And it's just, you know, even the ones that claim 99.9%, they might be that at the beginning, but over time, and this has been measured, I've seen studies where after 20, 50, 100 gallons, that goes down, it's 99.9, 99.7, 98, 96, 94, 93. And there's still certain chemicals that they found can't be removed by these, even, even the fancy filter. So um, they end up losing their effectiveness over time. Distilled water is the only way to 100% pure um, and consistently get that water pure. Because it's not filtering out the chemicals, it's actually taking the water out of the chemicals, um, evaporating it, and then distilling it back down. So um, yeah, I've seen huge differences in people's health in doing this. So yeah, I believe distilled water is the best. Add back in some of your ionized minerals. Um, if you can't do distilled, and when, when I say distilled too, I'm also not talking about going and buying distilled water in the plastic jugs from the grocery store. That's not very good either because this, this water will especially have an affinity to absorb things into it. You're gonna get the plastics from the water. So it's best to have your own purification machine at home, distill it yourself, add your minerals back in. Um, but next best option would be reverse osmosis. That's also a pretty high level of filtration, getting most of the things out of the water. So um, next step down from there would be maybe something like a Berkey. So it's better to have some purification than none. But uh, again, for purity's sake, I think distilled is the best. So yeah, and we should be drinking about half our body weight in ounces a day as a baseline. So yeah, if you're a 150 pound person, you should be drinking at least 75 ounces of pure water a day. And it's better to split that up throughout the day than just chug a bunch all at once. Your body can only absorb a certain amount of water at a time. So even if it's the same amount, you could chug that in two doses or have a little bit throughout the day, the hydration is gonna be different. So I think it's best to start your day out with a good 16, 20, 24 ounces of water. You lose a lot of water at night when you're sleeping. You know, you don't think about it, but you actually will sweat out and evaporate through your skin, through your breath you lose water too. It's just slow, but it happens over time. So yeah, you wanna rehydrate first thing in the morning, and then every hour or so, you wanna drink you know, maybe four ounces of water. If you're exercising or out in the heat, obviously you're gonna want more than that, but um, half your body weight in ounces is a good baseline. So that's, so that's water. So sleep, another foundation of health, Sleep is very important and so many people, you know, it's like a badge of honor to, you know, have less sleep and keep working and go, go, go with this American dream. But sleep is very important. It's when our body repairs, it regenerates, our brain actually drains through the glymphatic system and all that. It's part of our brain's repair and draining out toxins and different things. So we need to be getting about seven to nine hours of sleep every night. Now it's okay every once in a while to have a depletion but also studies have shown it's, it's not just like you can go, you know, you can go without a couple nights um, and then make it all up the next day. It doesn't work that way. It actually takes some time. It takes over a week for your body to recover from a significant depletion. So um, sleep is very important uh, for your overall health, for mental health, for our physical health, for so many different things. So make sure to get seven to nine hours of sleep. And we generally want to follow the patterns of the sun. So you know, generally soon after the sun goes down, you also want to, it's, it's, it's just how we were, some of this is just thinking logically, you know, how did God design us to live? And naturally, when you didn't have all this artificial light, when the sun goes down, that's what triggers, the less light triggers your body to produce melatonin, which starts to make you sleepy, which starts the whole process of your body preparing for a night of sleep. And quality sleep, is just as important as the amount too. You could get the right amount, but the quality not be there. So many of us, unfortunately, are 
staying up late watching TV, we're on our devices that has blue light and it's stimulating our body thinking that it's not actually nighttime. So yeah, within the first hour or so after the sun goes down, it's good to try to limit your, your exposure to blue light and bright lights. Like in my house, I have in, in my bedroom on our nightstands, we have specific light bulbs in them that are amber. They don't have blue light. Um, you can look these up on Amazon or different sources that are that are actually better to start the process of you going to bed. So as the sun goes down, the blue light goes away and you get this more amber color. And anyway, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not into all the scienciness, but I understand the basics of, of how this works. So yeah, you want to limit the blue light exposure. You can also get blue light blocking glasses in the evening. This can be helpful to, again, block out that blue light because it's the blue light that stimulates us and stops that melatonin production. And yeah, so you wanna dim the lights, you wanna get ready for bed, um, and that's gonna help you get a, a better quality sleep. Another thing that helps with your quality of sleep is just proper exercise throughout the day. And another thing I'm huge on, Different people that I, I work with and friends, they've heard me talk about this statement I make and I, and I believe it, that regular exercise is more powerful than any herb or supplement, supplement that you could take. You know, and we obviously sell supplements at our store and there's some very powerful ones, but regular physical exercise is more powerful than that. We were meant to move. So many different things happen with moving our, um, you know, having proper blood flow, moving our lymphatic system, our lymph system, if you've ever heard me talk about detoxification and the drainage pathways of the body, how our body eliminates toxins and chemicals is through this drainage pathway. And for the first and foremost part of that is our lymphatic system. This is a huge system in our body. And the main way it moves, because it doesn't have a, a pump like the heart, um, it's a slower moving system, but you are the pump. Your muscle contractions are the pump that moves this lymphatic system. I mean, we need proper hydration and many other things, but movement is critical for that. So movement, you know, and exercise good for oxygenation and causing you to breathe more. Um, there's lots of research on the benefits of, um, you know, the different neurochemicals and um, related to anxiety and depression and all that, you know, that regular physical exercise helps with all of that. So regular physics, physical exercise is powerful and I think of uh, a foundation. So you should at least be having, let's say 30 minutes of regular movement, of vigorous movement, at least three times a week. Be better to do something every day. And I, I'm a big fan of more consistency over just all at once. So rather than like one time a week going and hitting the gym for two hours, it'd be better to have 15, 20 minutes every day or every other day. That consistency is more powerful. So another thing, sunlight. It's so powerful and we're all told a lot in today's society to avoid the sun because it can cause cancer and different things. Um, obviously, you don't want too much exposure. You don't want to get burned all the time. That can be problematic. A lot of these things are in the right balance. So anything in too much can cause a problem. If you drink too much water, you can actually die even though your body is made of water. So sunlight is the same thing. And, and, and of course, over time, you can build up a more tolerance. You know, that's what the melanin production in your skin is for. So you're protected from the sun for longer times and you can absorb more of it. But yeah, so many powerful things that happen with the sunlight. I mean, just from the indirect sunlight that goes into our eyes, I think it's also very powerful to have that early in the morning. Lots of research has shown this to stimulate our circadian rhythms and actually help us with our energy. So 
Sunlight within the first 30 minutes to an hour of waking up indirectly through the eyes, very powerful. Um, and then on our skin, our bodies were meant to absorb sun. And so this is good for our mitochondria, which at the end of the day, the mitochondria is what produce energy at the cellular level. So you're getting that full spectrum of light and it's best to get, you know, get sun um, with no sunscreen on. So again, I know that might be controversial, but again, you don't wanna to go too long that's gonna burn your skin because that can cause too much oxidation, but you wanna start slow and build up regularly. Um, but another very powerful and researched effects um, on our health. So yeah, and I mentioned real food. So that's very important. Things like, and, and you know, I always like to say there's no one perfect diet, but we do know eating real food as much as their whole state as possible. So fruits, veggies, nuts and seeds, um, quality meats, healthy fats. Um, for some people, yeah, some good whole grains, but not everybody responds good to grains. So uh, I tend to, for more people, focus more on like a paleo type diet. And in these whole foods, the less processed, the better. So if you think about a grocery store, this is very practical. All the aisles down the middle of the grocery store are usually all the processed stuff. It makes up the biggest part of the store. It's all the stuff around the edges that's usually the more whole foods. All the fruits and the veggies are always on one side and the meat's in the back and you know, so that kind of stuff. But yeah, getting a good balanced diet and there's gonna be a whole nother talk we can talk about it breaking down more specifics on that. But it is important to have real food and in their whole food, whole food based form as possible, less processed. Good place to start is less processed grains, less processed sugars, more fruits, veggies, uh, healthy fats like avocado, coconut, nuts and seeds, and quality meats, that's really important. So the quality is really everything. Too much uh, meat has been commercialized and now filled with toxins. You know, when these cows are raised on genetically modified grain that has been sprayed with chemicals, they've been injected with antibiotics and hormones, and different things. That meat is no longer good quality for us. So we want a grass-fed cow that's been eating what it would naturally have in its environment. And same thing with any other food. So wild-caught fish, grass-fed cow, pasture-raised chickens. This is the type of stuff we need to get back to to have good quality health. Um, so obviously good, good spiritual, mental, emotional balance too. Um, a lot of people aren't in touch with their emotional side, but being able to process and handle these emotions properly is really is a, is a really important part of health. Um, and a couple last things. So breathing. I know this sounds, you know, it sounds very basic. Oh, we breathe all day long, but there is a right and a wrong way to breathe and a way to make our breathing much more efficient. So many people are shallow breathers. They're breathing mostly in their upper chest you know, and, and, and very quickly. So lots of research has been done. I, lo I love a good book by uh, James Nestor called Breathe. And um, it's very powerful. He talks about all this research done on breathing. We want to nasal breathe through our nose. A lot of people are mouth breathers. It's not as efficient. Um, so for many reasons, nasal breathing and then diaphragmatic breathing. So breathing more from our diaphragm down here rather than, you know, up here and slower. So the, the most efficient breath is about five and a half minutes in or five, not five and a half minutes, five and a half seconds in five and a half seconds out. That's way slower than most people are used to. So there's a lot of cool techniques. I love the Wim Hof breathing technique. Um, this is another way to kind of train your body in different ways. But yeah, we need to get back to these basics and foundations of health that people have strayed from. We've strayed from how God has 
designed us and we need to be in nature. Um, we need to be connected to the earth, you know, so grounding is another thing I didn't really touch on, but yeah, touching the ground. Um, all these foundations are so powerful. And yes, we talk about all sorts of things with health, but sometimes it's just getting back to the basics, doing these consistently. You know, how can we, how can we get in a habit of doing these consistently and not, you know, we, so many people in today's society are prioritizing uh, TV, being on their phone and being indoors. And, you know, it's disconnected us from these foundations of how God designed us to live. So anyway, I hope that's helpful for you. A um, couple practical tips that you can get out of there and join us next time. We'll take a, take a deeper dive. Okay, thanks so much for being here, guys, for watching this. We hope this brought some value to you today on your journey to better health. Um, definitely like and subscribe. Follow us on our different social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. And also check us out on our website, spiritofhealthkc.com. We've got a lot of great information on there, recipes, blogs, lots of information on different aspects of your health. So, yeah, we thank you so much for, for following us today, and uh, we'll bring more to you next time.